It's the What We Binge Halloween Special. You know, this is kind of like a beer that you forget about. And then a friend of yours comes like a year later and is like, hey, got a beer? And then you're like, oh, I got this shit that tastes like pumpkins. You know who actually has like a good, um, I I would say like uh, a good back and forth with like good chemistry is him and uh, Mikey Day. Mm Because I just noticed during the skit when Mikey Day was playing his son. Yeah. I was like, he could. (laughs) Like I could see if Bill Burr coming back, Bill Burr came back, they would like have like a good yeah. back. But I don't like, think it's just like your mother. Yeah. <laughs> it's like Reese Puffs. Yeah. Wow, you eight years old. <laughs> I don't know. His his opening monologue reminded me a lot of like with Dave Chappelle, how when his special came out, he had zero percent on Rotten Tomatoes, but like mm-hmm. two years later, it's considered like a legendary stand-up special already. <laughs> Yeah, I think. Well, it's like I feel like his his open uh, his monologue, like Bill Burr's monologue, is is like was uh, you know he he wasn't trying to he I, he was trying to be provocative I guess or maybe he wasn't but I guess he said things that were provocative. Uh, it's just and, weird because uh, like if you grew you up know, with stand up that was like nothing yeah. but yeah for sure there's I like feel- yeah if you're just someone who's listened to Bill Burr for the first time you're like oh wh- why is he talking like that i yeah. i don't feel good about this <laughs> i think that like stand-up <laughs> that's exactly yeah. Bill's impression. i think stand-up yeah. is one of those art forms that like always has new fans coming in that don't even know what stand-up is like it seems mainstream but like i it's like you kind of realize that over time that like there's a lot of people that weren't even introduced to stand-up comedy as like a thing and they're younger like you grew up with music you grew up with movies but stand-up is like you kind of have to like get walked into it and yeah i know it's like i uh i don't know what what was the first stand-up i ever saw it was probably i think i saw robin williams and like he just said the f word a lot of times um and yeah. my mom was like you can't watch this anymore and but it was uh, robin my dad williams. Was, yeah it was robin williams <laughs> he's like the genie and uh, yeah. he's like now he you know he's talking about you know it's like fuck this fuck that and and then it's like yeah. i'm an alcoholic you know i used to be an alcoholic it's like my mom's like you're a bit too young for this right now yeah and, uh, <laughs> oh dude we, we can go into like stuff like that that later i have a lot of things i've noticed like from working with kids that they're growing up with now like oh <laughs> like let, let's say like yeah the youtube Sweet. people are like taking over and they're like barely trying to be family friendly so oh, man. Well, I'll, I'll get that I'll go, I'll go more into that at the end for cool. now we're gonna cover let's talk about midsummer 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 uh, on our second halloween special second dun, halloween dun, dun, dun. special yeah so uh <laughs> this is i mean th- this was my first time watching an air uh, uh is it like ari aster i guess or ari aster i don't know it's like ari chauffeur ari, ari. I, yeah, ari. I think it's ari, ari yeah. aster yeah <laughs> i looked i watched uh, looked at a ari aster movie mm. and uh, you know he um so this is supposed to be about a uh midsummer festival in sweden and it's part of like, a, it's a cult ritual, it turns out. 
but you know, like um, it's, it's essentially for me, it was like the longest girlfriend revenge like ever. Cause yeah. you show how, how, <laughs> how shitty the boyfriend is at the beginning of the movie and what happens to him at the end. Essentially. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, when did this movie actually come out? Like 2018, right? Probably. Uh, yeah. Yeah. 2018, I think. Yeah. Like I, 2018 or 2019. I, I, I just remember like seeing the trailer for that. Like that was, 2019 oh wow it feels like yeah. it was like a long time ago but like um yeah this was like one of those movies i remember every time i go to a movie it didn't matter if it was like spider-man or if it was like whatever movie it was there was a trailer for this before every single movie in the theaters and i think it was just that oh, that 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 yeah, that thing yeah, that, they, that, they like, have that. They have that breathing thing and like they're yeah, all in sync you know like, yeah. all these swedish like cold guys and they're like and then they light yeah. fires or something, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, uh, yeah, there. It's it's uh, it's weird because they're trying to make it look, uh, you know, it's like compared to Hereditary. Hereditary had some supernatural elements to it. Right. Uh, you know, there were some spirits and demons, I guess. That you know, but like uh, Midsummer, I think is just all people and the crazy things that they do. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> they're you know they're trying to make it look like they're some kind of hive mind like i kept asking myself do they have a hive thing going on like where they're all like but it's just like they, they all copy each other and yeah. uh you know th there's this extensive like lunch scene or like when they're in the park or something and you know before uh uh like you know they uh th there's before the old people you know kill themselves right um <laughs> <laughs> and then it's all like oh mm. again and then, spoiler, like, they, they sit down whatever. yeah spoiler sorry but you know no, but they're not dude, important to the if plot. you saw the trailer then like you, you know what you're in for come on <laughs> yeah maybe i'll just start you know by going to the beginning and it's just like you know florence Pugh's character is essentially the movie starts with her kind of freaking out about her sister and you don't know what you know what it's all about and you're uh, you realize that she's bipolar i mean her mm -hmm. sister's bipolar or, or schizophrenic, I can't remember, or maybe both, but uh, it's, uh, you know, she's calling her boyfriend, and her boyfriend's like, oh, hi, you know, and then, like, she, it's just, like, they set up how terrible this, this relationship is, because she says, I love you, and then there's, this, like, this long pause, like, I love you, too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just like, Every conversation in this movie is so, like, passive-aggressive. Yeah, and they, man. And they talk in that weird Christopher Nolan way when they're kind of, like, mumbling things to each other. It's like yeah. a passive-aggressive Christopher Nolan super passive line reading, I guess. <laughs> the thing is, like, you know, because, I, you know, he's... Uh, because you get both sides, and it's, like, you know, uh, of the of the couple. Like, yeah. the Florence Pugh is texting her friend. is like, yeah, he's not... You know, I'm trying to, uh, I don't know, like she's going through a lot of shit right now and she needs her boyfriend to like, you know, be there for her. Mm -hmm. And then his friends are like, you know, you should break up with her. She's too needy, bro. And, yeah. <laughs> and, then, and then like, it turns out that her sister actually killed herself and uh, spoilers. It's the, it's a, well, this is going to be a spoiler filled review. So, you know what, what the hell I came out last year. Yeah. So, um, and, um, and she took her parents with her, you know, mm -hmm. I think, you know, uh, I think she put her parents in two cars and then hooked up or, or oh, yeah. did she... she hooked up and this was pretty elaborate. This, were, yeah, this is where elaborate. it gets, this is where it gets kind of like, this is the most elaborate, but kind of realistic E, but kind of not. Yeah, it was of, like, they, they, they got like, two, she got two hoses 
connected one to her mouth and then put the other hose in her parents' room. And those hoses yeah, were connected, were connected to, to two cars, like the tailpipe or like yeah. Yeah, of two car of two different cars. And then the thing is she duct tapes the tube in her mouth to her face, yeah. but she doesn't block her nose. So I don't know if you would actually, I don't know if she could like possibly, you know, clamp her, I don't know, her mouth or something and stop this. I don't know. It's, it's very clinical, I guess. Yeah. But it's just like. <laughs> yeah, you could tell like the, just the elaborateness of very how elaborate. she killed everybody in that house was like, it, it was like thought through basically. <laughs> yeah, because essentially like, I think uh, she, after you realize that she killed herself and her parents, like you read the email and it says like, I'm you know, I'm leaving and I'm taking mom and dad too or something. And that's what she tells her, her sister before yeah. she uh, kills herself, which is like super sad. And then you see how, you know, the, then you see a bit of the aftermath, like how she deals with it and she's just, you know, bawling. Mm -hmm. uh, and then the boyfriend is like, hey, uh, I'm just going to go out to, to a party. That's okay. And uh, <laughs> like, I was like, dude, like you're girlfriend's family just like died in in a most like terrible you know in addition to just dying it was like in a terrible way yeah and uh and he's like well you know i just need to blow some steam going to my friend's party <laughs> yeah <laughs> god oh man uh hey people out there do not do what uh christian the character in this movie the boyfriend does like ever in your life uh <laughs> <laughs> it's just like it's so freaking weird and then and then you, you get to meet like the different friends of uh you know christian's friends and one of yeah. them is a swedish guy who is the guy who and who you know organizes this whole trip to sweden yeah it's a festival to his village and the first time you see him you can tell there's something wrong with him and you know yeah. because he he's like oh uh, uh what's uh florence pew's character's name is like danny yeah and i was like I oh, Danny, Danny. i'm so yeah. happy to meet you it's so yeah. nice you know oh i'm really happy that you're coming and like you know his eyes are re-bulging he's like i'm really happy and they're like okay this is you know yeah. this guy's weird and uh, <laughs> and then they they all go to sweden and uh, it's like hello hello to sweden to the middle of the forest and uh, yeah. you know and there's a big cult and they all call each other brother and sister so yeah. you know whenever they have babies it's like it's it's probably some incestuous thing you know, yeah. they, they actually talk about it during the movie, like they're there. They have one person in the village who's deformed. And I think it's because of uh, inbreeding or something. Yeah. And, uh, that, that's the thing. Is blind. I thought she was going to be more of a big deal because like every time there's like a 10 things you don't, didn't know about Midsummer kind of like video on YouTube, mm -hmm. the thumbnail is her face. So I thought she was going to yeah. be more of a big deal, but they kind of just no, she's show just her once in a while just she's to just say, there. hey, she's here hey she <laughs> so lives here she exists like, i guess okay Sorry. you know she lives here and uh you know they're they're often they often cut to different parts of the village when something fucked up happens and yeah. it's like and then it cuts to you know deformed girl who's like trying to sleep or something yeah. and nothing happens <laughs> yeah. and uh you know it's it's just weird and, and uh you know i was saying i i was saying mike this before but like the the americans and the there are like four americans so i guess and um you know, like four americans and two british people right. who are invited yeah 
and uh, they all have the worst survival instincts like I've ever seen in a horror movie. But right. I guess that wasn't the point. But, uh, you know, the thing is they, they can tell that that some weird shit is going on. And instead of being, you know, kind of low-key, like, okay, you know, we're going to go with it and then try to, yeah. you know, escape when no one's watching. They just, like, you know, you have two different responses. One is, like, I want to know more and take drugs and know what's going on. And the other response is, like, this is fucked up. I don't want to stay here anymore. Uh, and those are, you know, the guys who scream are the ones who, who die first. But you don't know. They die off screen. Yeah. So, and then, like, oh, but, you know, she took the train and she joined the him, you know. And I was, like, yeah. oh, he left a bit early, you know. I was like, but he would never leave without me. He's, like, no, no, but he left early. He said that there wasn't enough space in the truck. Oh, you no, know? they make it pretty obvious, like, they, let, let's just put it this way they don't, they don't do the best job in this movie like hiding like the fact that you know everyone's about to die yeah like, the people that were brought to the festival that aren't from there yeah so i i think you know uh going back to the inbred thing i think that they they probably because this festival happens like 90 every 90 years yeah and uh, i i guess they just bring in new blood have them mate with people in the village yeah. and then kill them you know <laughs> just you have know, some more diversity in the gene pool it's you know just what this like... movie makes me want to see um what is it i think it was called the green inferno and before that there was a movie called like cannibal holocaust or something like i want to see because this, this this movie almost felt like a different take on those kinds of movies those mm. like like tribal cannibal movies only this was like a Swedish village that instead of eating you, they just kill you and dress you up in weird stuff. Like they'll kill you and dress up like a plant or a bear or whatever. Yeah. Well, it's and like, they, uh, you know, some of them, they, they actually just like use this, they just like skin the body and then just stuff it with hay. Yeah. And like a straw man or something. <laughs> yeah. It's like, <laughs> or a scarecrow. Yeah. And then like, you know, there's a moment where you see uh, one of the guys, like his, his leg is sprouting out from the ground. Uh, I mean, there's a whole, there's a whole uh, plot here of like, you know, uh, the boyfriend and a friend of his who both want to write a thesis about this village or something because they're anthropologists. Yeah. And uh, that's why like they never seem to freak out. They're like, they just go with it. It's like, oh, you know, but this is, we have to be tolerant of their customs. It's like, no, fuck that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, I'm trying to remember yeah, what, like, what character it was. So close minded. But... You know, when that guy jumped off the cliff. Now, so like there, there's a moment where, you know, that the moment in the movie where these two old people jump off a cliff and like, you know, head first down to kill themselves because and they considered it like an honor. Yeah. yeah they, but that actually comes from like Viking times. Like they used to do that, you know, yeah. the old like Viking traditions. Like when, if you're too old, because like, you know, if you died in battle, you'd go to Valhalla. But, you know, if you lived long enough, that was like, you know, you're not going to Valhalla. So what, what the fuck do I do? Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, <laughs> so that's what they do. I mean, that's what they did. So, uh, you know, one, the first one does the right thing and puts her head first so that she's like clean, dead. And then the other one lands on his feet. So he's still alive by the time. He, yeah. <laughs> and then they basically pull out like a Looney Tune sized mallet. Yeah. Huge hammer. And then they, they, uh, they, they hammer him to death. Yeah. Like one blow at a time. Yeah. That part was weird. That, that was one of those parts that was disturbing, but yeah. I, part of me wanted to laugh just because of the mallet. Like it looks yeah, so but, like Harley Quinn, Acme, Wally Coyote-ish. It's kind of like, <laughs> it's a mix between Harley Quinn and the hammer 
like i don't know if like for people who watch um game of thrones there's like a warhammer it's like kind of like that and uh you know what i found so weird is that the guy you know like his there's nothing left of his face and they still keep on hammering yeah you know because like this little group has to each like hammer whatever's left (laughs) yeah so it's really fucking weird and uh you know and I think, well, it's all told through Florence Pugh's, um, you know, perspective, I guess. Yeah. Because she's watching what other people are doing and seeing like, okay, these people are freaking out. And she's like, she's the only one who's asking questions, like when the first people disappear. It's like, yeah. don't you think it's weird that they disappear? And I was like, oh, no, I'm sure it's fine, you know. And then I'm like, no, it's not fine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she she plays her scream queen final queen role very well yeah. in this movie she's like yeah she, she she's basically the voice of reason but then everybody she like wants part of the collective yeah and <laughs> and when she's like super like drugged out and high at the end she just she just enjoys <laughs> she just enjoys it yeah she well it's like so you know she there's this uh so she becomes the the queen of the festival by winning a uh dancing competition but i think yeah. when you saw how the swedish guy you know when the the swedish friend uh meets uh danny for the first time like he seems to really like her and i'm like mm-hmm. uh you know it's like oh she would be my wife you know i think maybe that's what he was thinking <laughs> And, uh, you know, when he, when the boyfriend is a gun, you know, I will have a two myself, yeah. but you know, it's, it's like a collective. So I guess they share everything, but <laughs> so it's, it's super weird, but, uh, so you can tell that, uh, you know, he doesn't, I don't think he wants to, cause she wasn't part of the plan initially. She wasn't supposed to come and it's just, uh, you know, Christian invited her, uh, because like, you know, he never told her that he was going with his friends to Sweden yeah, and rightly so like she's kind of pissed. Mm-hmm. And also what you don't realize until later is that he was going to go to Sweden uh, without telling her and during her birthday. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, dude, you know, if, if you need more reasons to not like this guy, like, you know, the movie just keeps yeah. coming and says like, you know, and then the Swedish guy actually reminds the boyfriend, oh, you know, like it's her birthday. Like, oh, shit, I forgot. Oh, I was so hopped on about drugs yesterday. I didn't see the time go by. Yeah, no, and he was then, bad. You know, it's it's weird because like when I, when, when I was watching him, everything is like a little bit more subtle. And I'm not going to act mm-hmm. like I was like perfect like a boyfriend. I've had. I've done yeah, like things yeah. of that. No, I've done <laughs> things of the like with that before i mean people my girlfriend's not like my girlfriend's not perfect either but it's like this was just done to a degree of like like i feel like that's why ari aster or oster whatever put that initial like suicide scene in yeah i think so. just in case like the crowd was wondering like you know like kind of bad but maybe they can work it out i think that part in the beginning was to specifically say yeah he's shitty (laughs) <laughs> yeah the thing is like it adds a lot of subtext to everything that happens and you're like and she i think he's like it seems like he's halfway between you know breaking up with her and not and it's just he feels sorry for her or something uh and uh, like she's she actually likes him or loves him i guess and she wants to make it work but she doesn't realize how much of a you know jackass he is i guess yeah. until the end when you know they have this ritualistic uh for you know fertility session 
uh, for a better <laughs> word, uh, he they they make him fuck a woman to get her pregnant. Yeah. Uh, while he's up, hopped up on drugs. Which, and, if you look at YouTube comments, if you saw him in theater, people yeah. laughed. So <laughs> <laughs> because, like, okay, so you know, they they prepare a bed of I don't know, I guess like pine needles or something, like just like. Yeah. you know a bed of flowers for him to you know fuck this girl who's not his girlfriend you know i'm, I'm just reiterating that yeah. and uh you know while she's being the may queen and and uh you know for you know doing a fertile uh, like she has to bless the crops or something and the meat or yeah. you know the livestock or something so while she's doing that he's having this weird orgy uh, where, well, he's the only one who's actually having sex with, with this girl, but then there's like a, a line, a, a semicircle of older women who are panting at the same time and going, ah, ah, you know, stuff like that, yeah. <laughs> you know, in rhythm with the girl who's, you know, who's, uh, yeah. who's having sex. If you saw Hereditary, you know how graphic that uh, this director likes to go when it comes to yeah. rituals and things like that. <laughs> yeah, Hereditary has that sort of like head flossing scene. I, I think is the only way I can I can describe that. Yeah. Uh, or I guess neck flossing. Yeah. <laughs> so it's just like. <laughs> yeah. It's like she got her head stuck and she's like flossing. Oh, I have to get it out. You know. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> just... God, our, this director oh, is like. Oh God, <laughs> that's me. But like he's um, he's like the first director, and there's probably other filmmakers out there. But he's the first director that I saw that didn't depend on jump scares mm-hmm. so much to create horror, because yeah. there's like there's other directors that that like said, okay, we're not gonna put in like the guy who made Paranormal Activity that said like, okay, we want to create dread, we want to do anything cheap like a jump scare, but. Yeah for the most part like at least personally those movies didn't scare me Ari Aster's movies make me like need to take a shower when I leave <laughs> it makes you really feel dirty it, it's it, really like I can't casually watch his movies <laughs> it's like uh I think uh maybe as a way to cope I kept uh, focusing on how shitty the relationship was between Danny and Christian but like uh <laughs> well apparently that was the main attraction of the movie yeah, I guess, right? Uh, yeah. But but it's, uh, yeah, so, you know, I, I just wanted to touch upon, like, a little moment at the end where she realizes, like, you know, she just blessed the crops, Danny, oh. the, the May Queen, yeah, because she won the competition, and she's like, you know, oh, where's my boyfriend? And she runs around, she's like, she knows something's wrong, and yeah. then she hears the panting and whatever coming from their church or whatever it's called, and, uh, you know, and then she looks through the peephole, and she's you know through the keyhole and, and uh and she's and she sees him you know fucking this woman and uh you know the other women around him are are helping him you know there one is even pushing his ass so that he gets up in there uh <laughs> so it's like you know it it, it 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 makes you feel dirty it really does but then like yeah. after he finishes the the act uh, you know, he runs, he's like, he just realized that all this is fucked up. Like, you know, he's had the whole movie to realize this, but you know, he's like, okay, oh, I have to go away. And then he runs out of the church, like fuck naked. And that's where he <laughs> finds all of his friends, like, you know, their corpses here and there. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, and oh, he's like no, and there's a car, it. there's a car on the field. And I'm like, take the car, get the car, yeah. like run away. <laughs> <laughs> there's like no to effort the to make like anybody look sexy to too. it's like 
Like there was no effort to make anybody look sexy in this movie. It was like yeah. everyone was raw and I think, naked. Uh, yeah, but I think they, they use a lot of references. I felt from other horror movies. Like there's, there's, like you know, uh, when one of the anthropologists like he sneaks around at night to take pictures of their Bible or something, and he gets caught in the act. Yeah, and he sees a friend of his. And I was like, oh, uh, Mark, what are you doing up so late? And it turns out that it's someone wearing Mark's face. And it yeah. kind of reminded me of like Leatherface, you know, from yes. the Te- Texas Chainsaw Massacre. So I, yeah, I didn't like, know if that was a Ari reference Austin. or if that was just like. I, yeah, I don't know. Because I, I feel like I, I can't think of anything else right now. But, but there were a bunch of different sort of things that seems like Ari Aster like picked a few things from different horror movies and just put them in there. Yeah. So you know you might because this is is kind of like, it's kind of like the Wicker Man a little bit. Yeah. Because there's also a, a harvest, you know, like fertility festival there, except you know like they kill Nicolas Cage with with bees and they burn him. <laughs> so like, but th- there's also a burning thing because they put him inside the Wicker Man and then they set him on fire. Except that yeah. in in uh, Midsummer they uh, they paralyze the boyfriend with some magic dust. Yeah, and, uh, there's a lot of drugs, like psychedelics and yeah, I think and drugs and stuff. Yeah, I think that that's the main way that they s- seem to keep the outsiders, you know, the people who aren't part of the cults, like docile, is just get, having them high all the time. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> I mean that's also yes. something that that you have to take into account is that they're always high, like all the time. Yeah, they're essentially. just they're surrounded by plants that if they so light on fire then there you go <laughs> that whole town yeah. is just surrounded uh, you know, by drugs <laughs> yeah and then like they they serve this weird tea and then you're like there's something else than like you know chamomile in that tea or whatever they're doing yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, and uh, you know and, and the whole group is like you know so the, you know the ending they they just like burn everyone and then and then it's it's uh, i mean the the sacrifices so like I, I guess like it's something that I would not recommend people watch if they're easily, you know, disgusted or freaked out. Yeah. It's like, you know, if if you don't like having your blood drawn at the hospital, like you shouldn't watch this movie. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. You know, if like if you just like if you just like, you know, <laughs> yeah. If you feel woozy just looking at, you know, your own blood, you know, when you're getting a blood test or something, like you shouldn't watch this movie. Yeah. <laughs> and and, and, and uh, I would suggest I, like people that are that are into like just conventional kind of campy horror. I'm not sure if this is for you, but at the same yeah. time, this movie did really well, like when it came it out. It might be, uh, you know, it might be because I think there are some parts that are funny if you watch them in a group. I think you shouldn't yeah. watch this movie by yourself. Yeah. And it's just like, because I, I had fun just like yelling at the screen, essentially. Like, I think that's, that's the most fun you can have <laughs> watching yeah. this movie. And then, you know, there's, it's just like, you know, if looks could kill, like the way that Danny looks at her boyfriend when she has to choose who gets sacrificed, mm-hmm. I'm like, because she's the May Queen and she gets to choose who dies. Uh, and I'm like, he is done. He is dead. Like, <laughs> and thing is like, he, he's paralyzed. So, you know, you don't see, you can kind of see it, see it in his eyes. He's like freaked out. He's like, oh, I'm done for. And uh, she's like, you fucked another woman. I'm going to like destroy you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> going to have all these Swedish people, you know, do their thing and set you on fire. And <laughs> it's just like, God, it's so obvious throughout the whole thing that, like, you can't trust it. <laughs> uh, 
dude like i kept thinking like are they gonna have an orgy or something like are they just gonna go like after the fire because they all you know they all scream while the fire um you know yeah. rages you know when because they they have two people in their in their cult who who sacrifice themselves and yeah. you know they have, they have the weirdest thing like they serve them yew tree essence or something that doesn't says, do anything you will not fear you will not fear. You will not feel pain. And then you see the first one's trying to burn. And you're like, yeah, he's feeling the pain. Yeah. And once they start yelling, everybody goes, ah, you know. Yeah. When he starts yelling, like everyone's like, oh, we feel your pain. Like, not really. And it's yeah. like, eh, eh. you know, they're all screaming like, ah, even the kids like, are going crazy. Like, I wonder if like, because like, if they did this ceremony before, then people would have probably tried to run out. Like the mm -hmm. people that do the you, you tree thing. So I wonder if... Yeah like it just makes you paralyzed and they tell you that like you'll feel no pain but really Maybe. and then how how would they do that that ceremony every year if every year they hear whoever's in there screaming like you're not gonna yeah. fall for it after a while well, i guess that's why well it's like I, I guess that's why they do it every like 90 years right so oh it's, it's 90 like, years yeah it's every 90 years like, oh okay i thought it was like every year they no well i guess they, they do they probably do like a a toned down version you know, yeah. every year, but then like the really fucked up version happens like every 90 years. And, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it, and, uh, Oh, I forgot. How about those pubic hair pies? You know, that, that, you know, that, that Oh they, yeah. You know, I thought that was an accident. I didn't know it was there on purpose. I just thought they were just bad cooks and then it just goes deeper and deeper after that. I mean, there, there's a, there's a moment near the beginning of the movie where they show they show the outsiders like some prints or something and then you see a woman shaving off her pubic hair and then serving it in a cake or something yeah and then that's how she uh set you know she she casts a spell on the guy that she wants to to be with and uh that's what they try to do with christian and he's like you know instead of just like not eating the pie he's like okay you know i'll leave it on the side and <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I mean, he stops eating the pie, but he, he, you know, it, it's, um, so like whenever someone freaks out, I think one of his friends freak, freak out, uh, yeah. freaks out. And that's when he gets escorted away from the village and, uh, I mean, away from the group and presumably gets killed, you know, off screen. And, uh, you know, but there's a lot of Viking stuff in there as well, because like one of the guys gets bloody gold, you know, like, uh, oh, that's what that was the, 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 when the lungs are like, yeah, yeah, the lungs yeah. are, you know, for, for you fans of Vikings on on the History Channel, uh, yeah. <laughs> it's when the Vikings used to, like, you know, it was like, uh, yeah, they, they pulled out the lungs from the back and then put it, spread them like they were, like, eagle wings or something. Yeah. And uh, that was supposedly, like, the ultimate punishment. Yeah. Uh, and uh, also, if you survived it without screaming, you would go to Valhalla. So, you know, that's that's also a plus. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's funny. Right now, I'm reading something about uh, Midsummer, mm -hmm. like uh, the actual festival. And um, apparently the only... The same, right? Yeah, apparently the only parts of it that are, like, consistent with the real festival is that they wear flowers in their hair and dance around the maypole. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> that's yeah, like, that's it. It's like it's like every year how we have like a different like Christmas movie and sometimes we have like movies like Black Christmas where it was like there's like a serial killer going around on Christmas or something or like or you know what it's kind of like um Krampus I remember um there was a Krampus, Krampus movie that came out a few yeah. years ago 
that was like about the Christmas tradition of I forgot what it was like his evil pet like the bizarro Santa or something mm-hmm. <laughs> that would go around and kill people it was like I would want to see Ari Aster do that like yeah to take like an American holiday and just go like crazy with it <laughs> yeah that would be interesting but I guess like maybe it would be cool to have like a Krampus set in like the 16th century or something yeah. like you know like some in some village in germany you know yeah. <laughs> some, you, be real. you must be careful or campus will come out you know yeah. <laughs> he will whip you with his whip and uh it's just like <laughs> so i think he puts them in his bag and then like he he like you know whips them or something with the with a stick uh, <laughs> like, but you know, maybe it'll be with a chainsaw if it's like modern times. But yeah, <laughs> yeah so yeah, so at the end, I think I think we we you said that is that you know Danny seeing her boyfriend at last dead in flames, uh, yeah. she she smiles while she being does. high. I guess you know she, she's being like sad and yelling and yeah. crying and feeling terrible, and then she's high. She's the May Queen. Her her boyfriend, who's been pretty not a very good boyfriend yeah uh, was was sacrificed to the to the harvest the festival yeah. and um yeah and and that's how it, it ends more or less and and uh yeah at the end you're you're kind of spent at the end of this movie it's just yeah uh, like i tried to casually watch it on my laptop like hey you know what let's try to get this done but i will say this it is engaging like i really is. did try it to create is. use this movie as like I'll put it on the side while I work on something else. But then the screen got bigger and bigger and bigger yeah. over time. And then it, it just took my whole attention. <laughs> well, the thing is like, you can't, you know, put the screaming, you know, orgy on the side, you know, like, no. it's, it's, it's like, you, you know, there are, you need details. You're just like, what the hell is going on? <laughs> yeah. It was just like, you know, uh, and for some reason, one reason or another, oh Amazon God. really wanted me to watch this movie because yeah. it, it, it was consistently the first thing that would come up if I logged into Amazon Prime. So Halloween that was, was about time. To- I mean, they, they, yeah, yeah they, they were doing that to me like last year during um, Halloween because it came out around maybe June or May or something. And, and when October, I think it was already on Prime, uh, on Amazon Prime in October or something. Yeah. I kept getting like watch Midsummer, and then you see Florence Pugh's like you know with the crown of you know flowers and going like eh you know and, <laughs> and I was like oh, I'm not gonna watch that now but but I'm happy that I did it's sort of it's kind of um, it's added something to my movie collection I guess of things that I've watched and uh, it made me want to watch Hereditary because it really intrigued me. It's not that I wouldn't say that I would watch it all the time because I really felt weird after watching those movies. Uh, but it's, uh, I think, I mean, if people, you know, listening to us haven't seen Hereditary, that's also, it's kind of a similar vibe. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's a bit less, it's a bit more like haunted house type. You know, it's mm-hmm. kind of more of a haunted house kind of story. Uh, less than a you know ch- children of the corn type thing yeah and uh, <laughs> actually i didn't even know um <laughs> until like, this movie that there was a whole genre of that like it's even more weird folk horror like i didn't know that that was an entire genre i didn't know what, what 
what is it called? Is it uh, it's full core? Is that full what it's core, called? Like, it's know. basically yeah. movies on a farm that take place in the daytime or in some like rural area. Right. And it's usually like when the sun is out. So I guess that's like, <laughs> makes it scary. Ah, the sun's out. I don't know. Yeah. So it's like the, the settings that usually like don't associate with horror, yeah. I guess. It's like usually associate horror with, you know, dark night, like mansion, you know, haunted house. Uh, yeah chainsaw type thing and you don't imagine a bunch of like flowery swedish people wearing white and dancing around you know a, a maple leaf or whatever it is yeah uh, a, a yew tree and they all talk like this and uh, you know oh your friend uh, he went to the train station and uh, he come to get you again okay and yeah. uh you know and then uh it turns out he's dead and <laughs> so you know it's like i don't feel like going to sweden now <laughs> Yeah, there's a short period like when you feel like it's going to be like normal, where they're just like dancing around and the girl looks really excited. The one talking yeah. to Florence Pugh, like, come on, Danny. And then they're dancing yeah. around. You think things are normal and then it just gets like messed up from there. Speaking yeah. of which, why do they keep picking on European countries? Like Hostel and, uh, and Summer. Like why why Europe? Why? Like I heard Hostel wasn't even in like, like the actual stories it was based on was in like, was it? I forgot. It was, I think it was like an Asian country or something. Maybe well, I think it's like you know one one thought that that no Thailand. Uh, is, oh right. No, it's like one thought that sort of like something that I thought about was I think they chose Sweden for this specific movie, like in Europe, because yeah. uh, I mean this was like a Swedish American production and um but i think american audiences are going to buy that i i think like the characters in there like the americans are going to buy that something is weird because it's not america so yeah. they sort of so it's like they they kind of go with it because yeah. they think oh you know it's another country and we should respect their you know traditions or whatever yeah. like any european watching this movie is going to be like that's not what happens yeah you know? <laughs> it's going to be like this is weird and uh but also i mean sweden has a, has a long history of you know having very sort of dark literature and you know thrillers and, and stuff like that so it sort of goes with the tone of the content that 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 country seems to come up with yeah so uh, like but, america i noticed like there's a lot of like horror stories and thriller stories that come out but nothing that's really like super fantastical and ritualistic like there's little areas, but I would say American culture as a whole yeah. is very like bold in your face stories. Whereas I, I, I could imagine like a European country, like someone like Sweden, I guess, making a story where, you know, we're going to take our own holiday and we're just going to like mm -hmm. make it completely effed up, but almost <laughs> in a historical feeling way. Yeah. It's like, I guess. But it's like, it's very, um, Insidious, using a name of. I'm, I'm just going to use adjectives that that are from you know other horror movies. Uh, it's like it's so insidious, yeah. and there's a conjuring. No, there, there's no conjuring, but uh, it, it's um, yeah. I, I think they they have I guess a bit more leeway, I guess thematically to to use like the Midsummer Festival as something more. Like, you know, it's like they merge the Midsummer Festival with just like a harvest, you know, Celtic human, you know, uh, 
or I, I guess even Viking, like the Vikings used to sacrifice like six of each or nine of each or something of each, like, you know, type of livestock, yeah. each type of plant, each, like, you know, even humans. So they would like, uh, maybe that's like, people, maybe that's Ariaster's like goal is to like show how messed up a lot of, I would say like older stories like that mm-hmm. really are. Cause like when you, yeah. when you learn about like historical stuff, it doesn't really hit you like the weight of that story. I was in. And I think him, the way yeah. he films it and frames it, it's almost as if it's, it's only disturbing because he's showing the literal version of a lot of these stories. Yeah. But I think, but I think like he takes what would have happened, like, you know, I guess like a thousand something years ago, yeah. Uh, in Sweden and sort of made it a lot more intricate because I don't think Vikings would actually skin someone and put, you know, like it takes it just takes too much time, just kill them and burn them. Yeah. And <laughs> Dude, <laughs> so, would actually do like a good job at like old fairy tales. Like if yeah. black and white, like not not black and white, but like the act the original versions, like I could you see him doing like the really, little mermaid or something. Yeah, it's like a really, you know, I could see him doing like a really fucked up version of like the grim brother's story to you know to fairy tales or something yeah you know <laughs> it's like the tales that these would inspire you know that inspired the grim story you know the grim fairy tales or something yeah, yeah, yeah. you know <laughs> yeah didn't, didn't they try that some company tried that last year right like with uh gretel so. and hansel yeah um i didn't watch that movie it, it's kind of like anybody it's kind of like it? a b movie right i don't know it's, yeah it's, it's a b movie ish oh dude it made like it made back like four times its budget oh nice it's actually pretty good what is it about these $5 million budget movies that are just like killing it in the box office? Gretel and Hansel. It's all this, yeah. Uh, no, I'm just doing like all the Swedish accents because like, I don't know, like we, we used to have a, there was a guy that we knew uh, in New York who was Swedish in our class. Uh, Not Tom. What was his name? I feel like there was a lot of Europeans though. There was like, like yeah. that, that was like where a lot of people commonly came from. Yeah, there's a lot more yeah. emphasis on the arts when it comes to Europe. I know it's like, yeah, it's well, not it, strange to go for it for like a career or something. I mean, it is. It's just that there's a lot more, you know, government funding related to to arts. And, yeah, uh, I mean, there isn't that much, you know, but uh, but there is more. Yeah, and you know, like often if if you're, you know, it's also a part of like I guess national pride or something like because you, you might be they might not pay for a program that you do inside your home country, but you know, they might pay for you to go do a residency somewhere else. They'll be like, Oh, you know, you'll, you know, uh, represent the country in an international thing. We're going to pay for that, you know, kind of thing. And, uh, but uh, yeah, I, I think the, the arts are, are, are a lot more supported, I guess. Yeah. I mean, like, um, trying to think South Korea, I think, um, when I was watching Snowpiercer, the opening was like, it was like the, there was like a film commission. Like a lot of these yeah. countries, like even New Zealand yeah, have they're like- they're made by the film commission of like-, like actual departments and ministries for this kind of thing. And I, maybe yeah. America has one and I have no idea what it is. I could imagine like individual cities having it, but like an yeah. overall American fund, I can't. Yeah, I don't know. Also like, I, I mean, New Zealand is, is a smaller country than the US for sure. And yeah. that, I think- uh, you know, most content has to go through the, the government censors, I guess. So, so it's, uh, and I guess most of the money comes from them as well. 
Uh, I, you know, in the U.S., you have a lot of funding that isn't, you know, from the government uh, when it comes to, you know, arts and things. So I think it's just like in Europe, the government is filling in that void. Yeah. uh, Because there aren't that many private companies who have enough money to invest in and stuff like that. Yeah. So it's... uh, And like, there's such a... It's a a different system. (laughs) Yeah. And there's a huge mistrust in getting the government involved in arts in... America, I noticed, or getting them involved in media, like it, it automatically puts the idea of censorship in people's heads. And part of it is because a lot of times we hear the horror stories. We hear a lot of like China censoring this or that. But I would say like in the case of somewhere like England, where BBC is funded by the government or like, yeah, it's like I, I, I just wonder if um, the tides are going to shift somehow. Well, the thing is, it's like the BBC is, is uh, funded by the government, but they don't survive solely on, on the government. Like a lot of it is funded by, you know, people, um, you know, th- that's why they do so many like original TV series because they, they make a huge amount of money on, on that stuff. Like Top Gear, when you had the old presenters before they got fired. Yeah. Uh, it was like Joey the highest grossing TV show for them. Yeah. And like Jeremy Clarkson, uh, James May, like those guys. Yeah. And, uh, you know, that, that was a huge money maker for, for the BBC. And, uh, yeah. you know, I don't so know I think, anybody that like watched Top Gear US. When people talked about Top Gear, no matter where you went, they were talking about that top, yeah. top Gear. Yeah. No, for sure. I think Top Gear US probably lasted longer than, than I thought it would. Yeah. But uh, when you talk about Top Gear, it's always like, you know, that original British Top Gear. And uh, it, it's, uh, well, now they're on Amazon. You know, they, they have the, the grand tour, yeah. you know, the grand tour. And, uh, but it's, um, I kind of lost my, my train of thought there. But, I got but, you. Uh, <laughs> you. I know, I know you do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I mean, uh, I know that the Swiss government has, uh, like, there's like, it, you, there used to be only one channel, essentially, or like three two or three channels that were Swiss and it was run by the government in each sector of the country. You know, you right. had the German one, the French one and the Italian one. Yeah. And uh, they each had like two channels. Like one was mostly for news and the other one was for entertainment and stuff. And uh, then they started privatizing a lot more. So now you have a lot of, uh, you know, I guess cable channels. Uh, so it's a bit more diverse, but it's sort of like, uh, that there isn't that I think it depends on how much you trust your government. I think Swiss people try to trust their government a lot. Yeah. Uh, and uh, you know, thing is like, you don't have, I mean, you have like career politicians, but a lot of the politicians, like they have other jobs. Mm-hmm. So it's not like they're only the only thing that's going on in their life. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> which well, like mean, in the like... U S is kind of like the case is like, Hey, you're a politician. You're there full, you know, hundred percent. Yeah. I wonder how the Philippines is run just because like Manny Pacquiao is like 50 things, including a congressperson. To me, when I first heard that, I thought that was, I thought it was hilarious. And then I f- find out that other countries really are like that, where He's a congressperson person is just like one of <laughs> 10. Yeah, it's just like one of like 10 things you could be. Yeah, but like they even tell you on the ballot, like what they do. And it's like, uh, you know, you'll have a list of people per party. So you vote for the party. You don't vote for the person. And it's like you have the list of like five people for your district or like, you know, running for Congress or something. 
you know, oh, yeah. he's a farmer and he's an economist mm -hmm. and yeah. she's a teacher. And, you know, and then you see, okay, you know, that's what they do. And yeah. uh, you can usually tell by someone's job, like which party they're from. <laughs> it's yeah. kind of eerie, but it's true. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I really can't imagine like, uh, I would say like in America, just, um, I don't know, I kind of lost my train of thought for a second. <laughs> just, it's, okay. Uh, it's okay, I got you. No, 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 just, just, just that, like, yeah. <laughs> just, just the whole idea of um, voting for just a party without, you know, really, like, depending on a face to represent the party, or just mm -hmm. relying on just seeing what the issue, where this whole party stands, like, yeah. we don't really trust things until there's a face. And yeah, what's like, you know, what, what yeah, what, what's weird is that I, I was watching you know, the undecided voters after the first debate. Yeah. And one woman was like, well, I think they should just, just send us like a brochure where yeah. we see what the policies are and everything. I was like, that's what they do in Switzerland. Yeah. <laughs> and, it's, and it's been going on for like years. Yeah. And everyone does mail-in vote. You know, everyone has a mail-in ballot, ballot. You can't vote any other way in Switzerland. It's all yeah. by mail. And, and uh, <laughs> it's, it's uh, you know. Yeah. And I think like you don't... You don't 100% see it until you go to the big cities or like the those like real influential big cities in America. But it's like the the bold the boldness of American culture and the need for a face and how people talk. It literally yeah. it's literally that way because of it's all, there's almost a desperation to like sift through the BS, like seeing a face can yeah. help like well, sift through because like everybody in a group uh, doesn't think the same way either. So it's like. Yeah, I feel like that's why there's such a dependency on like a face and that face saying exactly yeah. what they mean. Yeah. I think it's like, you know, um, it's like, you know, it's such a binary choice in the U.S. It's like you always vote for one or the other. Yeah. And you're voting for your leader because that's the way it's, it's um you know that that's the way it works it's like you know you're voting for a president he's going to be the commander in, cha in chief yeah uh you want to feel like you want to it's not really about it's not always about his policies but it's more about how does he make you feel about voting for him like yeah. you want to vote you know oh he's a born leader he's awesome you know yeah. he might have done some shenanigans here and there but like he's cool and yeah. <laughs> you know it's yeah, sort you're of basically like, voting for who you who you want to like set the tone of course for the country yeah and that's not like that's not an exact thing that like you know everybody like will understand is like the idea of like setting a tone because you don't really think about that kind of thing until you're in a le leadership position unless you're really trying to be in a leadership position mm -hmm. i guess so it's uh it i i guess if like attitudes trickle down you can you can see why you would want a certain person at the top but yeah uh just the way no, it's it like yeah. uh yeah sorry i'll just tell like an interesting story like in my old university i had a teacher who like he's like a leadership professor and uh, he managed to predict most elections like at you know 99 percent of elections that he, that he tested he could predict who was going to win just through their measure of charisma mm -hmm. and uh like he would test it with kids and he would just show like two pictures and say like who do you want to be as uh who you who do you want as the captain of your pirate ship like imagine that you're you know you're you're playing a game you're you're a pirate on a ship who do you want to be your 
who you want as your captain. And they chose like 99.8% of the time they chose the person who won yeah. <laughs> the election. And, and like, and like four years ago, like in 2016, he predicted that Trump was going to, was going to win. And, yeah. uh, you know, so like, Hey, if people are listening and are interested in that, you can Google professor Antonakis. Uh, <laughs> he's got a tech talk about this. Antonakis. Antonakis. And oh, there it is. It's like way at the bottom. It's, be, it's below Antonacci Fabio. If you type okay. it in <laughs> Google, John Ant- Antonakis. Okay, got it. Yeah, he's uh, well, he's got a very Greek name, but he's from South Africa. Yeah, but it's it's uh, no, the, the biggest thing I remember from 2016 is like uh, I was going to school and working in the same building. Like one floor in that building was mm-hmm. an ad agency, and the other floor was University of Phoenix live classes. And it was mostly mm-hmm. like older veterans on their like their GI Bill. And the thing I noticed was that during my eight hours a day in like the advertising area, it, it leaned like more liberal. And then a lot of times pe- people would try to have like thoughtful conversations. It was a little like dance around the bushes, but it was very like yeah. awful. But the we don't want to hurt people's feelings. Yeah, like- <laughs> but the second I went to class, with the GI guys, like everything they said was like from the gut, mm-hmm. like whatever frustration they were feeling, whatever it was like, it didn't matter. Like I would say like the socioeconomic like implications of this and that it was a lot of like, this is how I feel because of this. And here's a personal story. It was, it was so from the gut. And then it's like, when it, like I wasn't surprised when 2016 happened because of that experience. Yeah. And then like, I realized a lot of people don't have that experience of like going to like two places in the same day that have totally different points of view. <laughs> but when I saw that, that, that's when I was like, all right, <laughs> like it's, yeah. <laughs> no, but like that, that's super interesting. But it's like, I think, I don't know, like my, uh, I, uh, I was living in Germany at the time yeah. And I remember seeing this ad that uh Donald Trump like posted on his, on his account on Instagram. Yeah. And it was like an attack ad on on Hillary and I was like um I was surprised how how like well done it was. Yeah. And I was like okay, she's in trouble. And yeah. <laughs> because cuz like he tried to portray her as like in that specific video was like, you know, as as incompetent, I guess. Yeah. So, uh, and, and they did a really good job at doing that. And I was like, okay, this is, you know, this is, uh, yeah. uh, I didn't take him seriously until I saw that. And I was like, okay, this, this is real. Yeah. You know? And if anybody wants to like see any more or wants to relive those days, uh, the Comey rules on Showtime. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> pretty good. Pretty yeah, good stuff. I, I went and to it, watch that. You can also, I think you can, you can buy it on, you can buy it on Amazon prime for like $5. Yeah, I think it's so like, if you want to watch it on the plane, there you go. I guess. Yeah. If yeah. you can ride a plane, I don't know. Dude, but, the guy who plays Donald Trump is like amazing. He's he's Mad Eye Moody in the yeah, yeah. movies. Yeah. He's like, I'm so happy to to be working with you. Let's take a picture. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. His performance, I feel like maybe ten years ago, I would have I would have hated it, but yeah, it's uh, it's kind of over it, the top a little I, bit. <laughs> but I almost like it now because it was like a. It, it was like that's who he was supposed to be in this yeah. particular point of view of the story. Like, yeah, the, they they wanted you to like 
empathize with Comey. So you hire somebody like, 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 like Jeff Bridges and not somebody like Michael Fassbender, because that's the kind of guy you want to hire if you want to say, hey, this guy's an asshole. But <laughs> they had that. And then they have Mad-Eye Moody playing Donald Trump as like a mob boss. It's like, or like, it, it's weird because like, they consciously had him not be as cartoony as he is in real life. Like he had mm-hmm. to take his mannerisms and make it scarier because in real life when he talks, it's like, <laughs> yeah. but it's like they, they, they had to like illustrate what the vibe in the room is, was with like, with him. Yeah, I mean, Bre- Brendan Gleeson as Donald Trump seems more menacing than the actual Donald Trump, like in person, I guess. Yeah. Like, there, there's, like a, an, a re- there's like a real aggressive vibe. Yeah. <laughs> Like, okay, and it's weird because like yeah Ooh. and it's it feels like the first like historical like mini series or movie i watch where i felt like i could put some context to it because there's a lot of historical stuff that happened in our lifetime but this was the first time i watched something that took place at a time when i was like consciously trying to figure out the world as an adult yeah so it's like yeah. i could like pick apart you know, where I was at a certain time, or I could pick apart, like, how it felt, like, for me on the other end, watching all the end, the, the news about Russia, this or that, or, like, actually watching people get, like, pumped up and energized by, like, Trump coming out, kind of Trump, Trump, like, gaining speed and stuff. It's like, yeah, yeah, it's like, you really, you really got to live through, certain historical events and that's why i'm happy it was made now because like you kind of have to live through certain things to capture yeah the vibe yeah well the thing is like it's it's all very recent it's not like it happened you know more than than 15 years ago so like often you'll you know they'll make movies about something that happened during watergate you know 30 years later and you're like oh okay you know but then like we weren't alive back then so you can't really judge yeah. And uh, how, how it was, or you can't really connect it to how you felt at the time. But uh, because, you know, you weren't there. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but like this stuff happened like two, three years ago. Like it starts in 2016, right? And then yeah. ends more or less 2018, I guess. Yeah. Or 2017, I, I don't know. So <laughs> um, it, it is very recent. And uh, mm. it's, it's I, I found, I was surprised how fast it was, it was made. Like, that was something that surprised me, like, how fast it came out. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, premium channels have a habit of doing that. Like, was it HBO or Showtime that had that one about, like, John McCain? And it was, like, Dennis something. It was it, it was somebody that they, like, completely changed to look like John McCain. It was about some. It was about something, like, recent here. John McCain TV movie. Uh, Game Change. Game change. It was based on the 2008 presidential mm-hmm. election, and it came out in 2012. Right. And it was yeah, not uh, too long after. Yeah, and it was uh, that's who it was. It was Ed Harris as uh, John McCain and Julianne oh, Moore I as this movie. Um, yeah, I remember Sarah when Palin. it came yeah. out. Yeah. Yeah, Julianne Moore. She she really looks like Sarah Palin. Yeah. They, in this in this poster that. that I'm looking at. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's eerie, but. <laughs> <laughs> oh man but anyway uh, uh yeah yay. 
Yeah. Anyway, uh, last hey, we words. went from horror movies to another horror movie. <laughs> the horror movie of life. Politics. <laughs> oh man. Oh yeah, we were gonna. We were supposed to talk about Bill Burr and freaking. Yeah, Bill people. Burr. Oh yeah. Okay. Here's the here, here's the, the the assessment. Bill Burr. Now for uh, something was funny. People are acting like they're surprised that he's like that, but nobody is. And uh, I was gonna talk about with like youtube stars and I'll, maybe i'll talk about it next week how like i didn't notice until working with kids how influential people like jake paul and like logan paul stuff is now and it's like when it's like people are going to be like super pc about what's on tv when what you're watching on a daily basis is literally like super unfiltered no story it's like yeah. a live action ren and stimpy like half these videos <laughs> We talk about another the thing time. is like the the only thing that stops these videos from i guess being more crazy is like demonetization so like they'll demonetize a video for like the silliest of reasons and yeah uh, I, I think they they probably need to fine-tune their rules a little bit because yeah. i heard that that they block certain videos for like really dumb reasons and others when they should have yeah like blocked them <laughs> so no, for- i think like i think it's from like uptight parents and like people not like i don't think youtube realized until later how much of a parent's tool it would become one day but there's so many like there's so many things that that kids can watch and it's like it's for free they can you know they can use their parents phone and go on youtube yeah it's like there's a kids section now but you know you could you know there diy videos there's like videos for about about for you know about everything for everyone yeah. uh it's it's uh you find a lot of stuff on youtube yeah but and uh, these kids have no you know they're not mature enough to know like what's what's yeah. uh, right what's wrong uh, what they should be watching you know they're, they're, yeah. they don't care at they the same time like I, I i grew up with american pie and i think to some degree it's going to be like yeah. the next version of that but if you're yeah. working for a school system or something <laughs> it's like Half these videos that come up is like, no, I don't want your parents to get mad at me. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> it's just like, <laughs> actually, talk about American Pie. I saw American Pie Girls Rules uh, on, oh, uh, on we, Yeah, we got to talk about that. I don't. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to like, uh, did you watch it? Or maybe, uh, well, we can talk about that on a different episode. Yeah, we can talk about it a different time. Yeah, was, yeah. We can talk I never about got around to it. Episode. It's kind of there, there is a stifler. Uh, I'll just say that there is a stifler in this movie. And she is a, she is a woman. Ah, uh, there is a female stifler. She has a f- there is a female stifler, who is a dominatrix. So you know. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> so they had to connect it somehow to. Yeah, the they're canon. like, how are we gonna make like you know the extreme stifler brand work for a female? Okay, we're gonna make her dominatrix. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'll see. I'll I'll try to catch some of it. I'm gonna see if. Uh... It, it was never something that I was like, I need to see it. But the second you no, put like something after, on Netflix, okay. it's like... After Midsummer, I needed to watch something else. And uh, I was yeah. like, I need something totally different to really, yeah. uh, you know, put my mind at ease, I guess. So I was like, oh, let's watch something brainless. So, hey, you know, yeah. American Pie, Girls Rules, yay. Yeah. <laughs> I'll see how long I have this uh, Netflix account for. I'm actually uh, sharing it with somebody. So I'm right. Uh, let's see before you get booted. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> try to try to catch what I can. <laughs> but it's like, uh, I mean, it's it's. Uh, I had fun. 
watching it. But yeah, we we can talk about it next week or another week. But it's good. Uh, uh, yeah, it's good. So like, I think yeah, I think we just wanted to touch on the uh, Sam Adams, uh, you know, pumpkin ale. Yeah. Uh, Bill Burr sketch. Yeah. <laughs> it's like it, it's just like half of it looks like a real commercial. Like it, they always make like amazing commercials on on SNL, like fake ones, but they, they look had, so real. They had to have and, paid for it. It was too perfect of an ad for Sam Adams. Yeah. It felt like something somebody actually pitched for Sam Adams and like got rejected. Yeah, they should have. Yeah, because well, I mean, they they kind of piss on the on the on the beer because like pumpkin, Jacko Jacko ale, you know, or Jacko pumpkin ale or something. I can't remember what it's called. Yeah. And then like Bill Burr is the only real Bostonian, yeah. uh, with uh, the other guy, and then he's like, eh, you know, this taste. What the fuck is this? You know, <laughs> it's like tastes like pumpkins. It's like you know, it's that kind of beer that you don't drink that you bring to a party and then no one touches it. Yeah. Until like a year later, when a friend of yours comes over and says, "Yeah, yeah, yeah you got a beer," and then you're like, "Yeah, I got this pug, pumpkin shit." Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like, oh man, that that's like that is like it's kind of like my life, I guess. I, I must have been a Boston, Bostonian in, in my soul, but like my my grandfather was from oh, Boston. It's not too far from Boston, <laughs> but you know, <laughs> Lowell, Massachusetts, but it's. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. He was a he was a bouncer in his in his youth. Uh. <laughs> Want to try me? No, I don't know. I can't do it. <laughs> uh, All yeah, right. I can't do it either. It's like you gotta park the car. <laughs> park the car. <laughs> park the car in the half a yard. There's a Hawaii comedian named Augie T. Like when he did a special here, he was talking about Boston. He was like, park the car by the hammer. Where? By the hammer. By the hammer. Oh man. It's like, it, it is it is that like the, the accent is that, you know, like hard to hard to I don't know, it's hard for me to, to imitate. Uh but uh you know, it, it is that extreme. I well, mean, next time I come to the East say. Coast, let's let's take a trip. That, that, let's let's go to let's go to Boston Boah. and <laughs> go to Boston and then uh <laughs> And then, and then we can drive up to Maine and go like, ah. Maine justice. <laughs> Maine justice. Let's get some lobster. Isn't it with an Maine A or something? Lobster. Lobster. I don't know. Lobster. Some Maine lobster. Yeah. <laughs> or we can go to, you know, New Bedford and get some, <laughs> some, some lobster in Massachusetts. Yeah. You know? Want some fried clams? I, I don't know. Do they have fried, fried clams? Or I don't know. <laughs> I need to go back to the East Coast. I need to brush up on my East Coast fried, like vibe. Fried clams? I don't know. Clams? Fried clam. Yeah. Okay. I don't know. Well, apparently Bill Bird grew up in I like a. This way, then. Yeah, sorry, Bill Bird grew up in a nice neighborhood, so the way he talks is like suburban niceness. So yeah, suburban. Whatever the rest is, I don't know. <laughs> suburban New England. Yeah. <laughs> Well, it's like uh, I mean, like Conan grew up in the in the sub, you know, yeah. Boston suburb. And Bill Burr would have been the one to like pick on Conan. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's like you're so tall. What's wrong with you? <laughs> it's like, yeah, you know, you know when Humpty Dumpty 
climbed on his head and fell. Like that's when he broke, you know, he was so tall. <laughs> All right. Catch us on Apple podcast. And on that, let's end. <laughs> that was what we binge. Uh, we are, we are going to include a bonus, uh, mm-hmm. a bonus feature of my live commentary mm-hmm. of the movie Midsummer. Uh, the, the, the audio quality may not be amazing. I apologize for that. Uh, I recorded it on my iPhone and, uh, you know, uh, I recorded it on my iPhone and, uh, (laughs) doesn't sound so good. So, uh, (laughs) so, you know, don't worry about it. (laughs) Don't worry about it. Anyway, where can they find us? Where can the nice people find us? They can find us, the very nice people who are listening to us every week. Uh, we actually, I just wanted to say thank you for last episode. Uh, it was our record setting episode, I think. 13. Uh, we got tons of plays. Uh, yeah, we, we got like 15 plays last week, but 15. we got 11 plays in one day, which is our like uh, record, I think, in a day. Yeah. So it's, it's, they know already uh, it's or not had such to, a following. Uh, thank you. Thank you, everybody. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So we got 15 plays throughout the whole week, but like the first 11 was on Tuesday when, when we release our, our wonderful episodes. So uh, mm-hmm. I'll just bring up that list of places where you wonderful people can listen to us if I could just find the right button. But uh, uh, so we are on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, uh, Google Podcasts, Radio Public, Pocket Casts, Overcast, CastBox, Breaker, and of course, uh, Anchor. And uh, we might be on Amazon Music soon. I haven't received a confirmation, but you know, we might be there yeah. in the future. But uh, hey, we were all, on, the, all uh, on all of these other platforms. So mm-hmm. just so that you guys, it's easier for you guys to find us. And uh, you can always follow us on Instagram at WhatWeBinge. And, uh, you know, leave us a little comment or DM us or something and uh, let us know what you think. Or, you know, maybe there's a movie that you want us to talk about in the future uh, after our uh, Halloween special. Or if you have a Halloween movie to propose, we can, you know, we can also do that. And, uh, yeah, that's it from uh, me, Mike. And that's it from me. Peace. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God.